about the future because that's what's going to turn your setbacks into comebacks. It's a great day to be alive. It's a great time to be on the radio for me to share with you that you can. This is about you and your future, your finances, your your possibilities. If you can just think you can, you can start to do incredible things. Well, you're listening to Willie Jolly. You know, we always take a moment to give God glory and give him praise at the start of all the shows and every interview because he has blessed us to be able to have life. And whether you believe or not, as uh, Barack Obama, I love the way he said, whether you're a Christian or, or Jewish or Muslim or, or Hindu or whether you're Buddhist or whatever or no, not a believer at all, whatever it is you are. I I embrace just the fact that you take time out to listen to this show, and I love you for it. You don't have to believe like I do. You just have to know that I'm always going to give God my glory for God glory for my blessings. But I'm thankful for you wherever you are in your 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 personal journey. Now I've got another guest who's going to just blow your mind because she is fabulous. Her name is Susie Pomerantz. Susie Pomerantz, she's the author of the book, Seal the Deal. I love that title. She's also one of America's premier executive coaches. She is a brilliant, not, not smart, not, not kind of smart, brilliant uh, a- executive coach, and she helps people to work through the problems. And as we're looking at this, this economy and all the challenges, I couldn't think of a better person to get uh, on here to help you than my friend Susie Palmer. And Susie, are you there? Hello, Willie Jolly. How are you? I'm terrific. Thank you for, for taking time out of your schedule to be with us and taking time away from them babies. I know how them babies uh, are, are a major part of everything you do. They are. They give me light, and I am so grateful to be on your show with you. You are so high energy, so fabulous, and you do such great things in the world that it's an honor to be with you today. Well, thank you, Susie. So, Susie, you have been just an amazing, uh, you've had an amazing career and had great, amazing successes all over the world. People are are, are using your uh your skill set to help them to grow their businesses. You have uh, not only been one of the top executive coaches, but also your book, uh, Seal the Deal, has just been doing incredibly well. And so why don't you tell us a little more about Susie Pomeranz, who she is, where she came from, and how she does what she does. 
well, you know, after an intro like that, I feel like I should just go home now. It doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> oh, you are too kind. Well, I um, so executive coaching is my passion, my joy, and it's all about making a difference with people in finding their passion and aligning their passion with whatever kind of leadership they want to have, whether they're leading a company, whether they're leading a family, whether they're leading their own career. Um, and in this economy where so many people are losing their jobs and where so many people are struggling just to keep their companies alive, let alone take leadership into their own career, there's, there's a lot of opportunities where coaching can make a difference. Um, Tell us, a little, let me ask you this question, because you hear a lot of people talk about coaches and coaching. But what does actually, what define coach more? Tell me from your perspective what you do as a coach. What, it, what is it that coaching is, really is? So coaching is a conversation um, at its simplest form, but it's a particular way that coaches have been trained to listen in a particular way where we listen for um, who you are at your, in your highest self, you know, who's the greatest that you could be, and where do you get in your own way, and what are your limiting beliefs that keep you from being the best that you can be and achieving everything you want to achieve in life and in work. So we listen for all those things, and then we hold up a mirror to you and say, okay, here's what I'm hearing. Here's what you're not saying, but here's what's coming across. And does this align with who you want to be in the world, and how can we help you get out of your own way to do and be who you want to be in the world? It, it sounds like, you know, we, what we all suffer from is something called scotoma, which is that blind spot that we all have, whether it's driving or whether it's in life. We all have a blind spot. And my friend Les Brown says, hard to see the picture when you're in the frame. So the coaching, you listen to people talk, and I know when I've been around you, you you're very big on languaging. You know, what are we saying and how are we saying? Saying. One time you, you encouraged me when I was talking about sales and you said, oh, watch how you say what you say, because it influences how you think in your core and your deepest uh, unconscious comments uh, or com- a commentary that you're having in your own head about languaging and how we have to learn to love to sell. And even in tough times, this is going to be a great time, a great year and languaging. So that's part of the coaching process. Yes, part of it is holding up, so it's not only a mirror about who you're being or what you're doing and whether or not that aligns with your commitments and your passions, but it's also about how you're speaking and whether or not the world that you're creating through your speaking is aligned with your commitments and your passions and your personality, your style, et cetera. So, for example, um, if I, our thoughts create our reality, and our language comes out of our thoughts. Say that one more so, time. Our, our thoughts create our rea- reality. Our thoughts create our reality, and we walk around in life like our thoughts are thinking us, when in reality, we do have control over our thoughts. You know, whenever we have a thought that is about fear, for example, there's a whole lot of fear going on. In the economy right now, people are scared. Am I going to lose my job? Is my spouse going to lose their job? Are we going to be able to retire? You know, people people have watched their stocks dwindle and their portfolios fall apart. And, you know, there's a lot of fear right now. And so what happens is if people's minds are focused on fear, if the thoughts are about the what-ifs and the fear, then what happens is that expands, that magnifies. We get more of that in life. And then that ends up trickling into our language. And our language is something that expresses fear, and then it, it pervades like a germ, right, so that we start spreading fear with our language. And then other people catch that germ because they've already got some of it in their heads anyway. And that's how we end up in a culture of fear. Mm, and that's, you know, I love and, that. And 
we, we, we look at the, um, you know, the administration that just left, and thank God. Um, but that, <laughs> that administration was, was really skilled at creating a culture of fear by putting fear out into our speaking, into our language, and giving the media the language of fear. And so there was, um, so that's how we ended up in this culture of fear. And so, you know, what our mind, it's all about our mindsets, right? You know, we, we, have to, we have to be in control of how our mind is functioning. We are the driver and the car of our mind, not the other way around. So in this tough economy, a good portion of it is, as I like to call it, uh, commiserating, um, uh, 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 just talking bad about uh, what's going on, and we start to commiserate, and we yeah. start to, to just be overwhelmed we participate in gloom and doom we commiserate and before you know it it takes us it's, it's an infection it's 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 viral am, am i right about it yeah misery love awfulizing that's what we do awfulizing and cat- catastrophizing that's what exactly. i exactly and, and horribleizing is another way to horribleizing it's so bad and it becomes it becomes our reality right we create that reality with our language and our thoughts so, for, so how do, how do we combat that, right? We yes. Just, how we do we combat that? that. So, yes. So I'm going to share with you my, my top five blues-busting mindsets to combat the current economy. You ready for this? All right. Ones? Give them to me. All right. The first one is a mindset of this too shall pass. Okay. Right? As bad as things are, as bad as they have yet to become, because all the experts tell us it's going to get worse before it gets better, we have to remember it. We have to control our thoughts to rem- remember that this is not a permanent state of being for our world or for our reality. That's the good news, right? right. So the good news is that this isn't permanent. So, okay, big deal. Now we know it's not permanent. How does that get me out of this bad feeling? Right. Well, the way you do that is you, you focus on something that gives you a feeling of joy or love or some small bit of happiness. And it can be a tiny little thing. The simplest things work best. So it could be... Um, for me, it's the way my children laugh, you know, that my children's laughter. It could be the twinkle of a star in the night sky. It could be a snowflake or a raindrop or a flower or, you know, certain smells, you know, like the smell of warm soup cooking or the smell of your favorite person. or You know, so the, so daily practice would be find one thing each day that you can focus on, one joyful thing that gives you an experience of joy and love, because what we focus on expands. So if we're focused on fear and doom and gloom, we're going to get more of that, and we're going to attract to ourselves people who are in that same conversation, so it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. But if we are doing what we can to cultivate an experience of joy and, and love and, and happiness, then we're going to focus on that, and that's going to expand for us. So that's the first one. The first mindset is this. Oh, and, okay, hold on, because we've got a break coming up, and I want to get the rest of these, and I want everybody to pull out your pen and piece of paper, because I want you to get them. This is uh, a powerful, powerful example of how you can get through this by giving it from a coaching exec, uh, perspective, and one of the best in the business, Susie Pomeranz. So get your piece of paper out and pencil, and we're going to go through these five steps when we come back. Review listening to Willie Jolly on XM 169 The Power. Folks, the best is yet to come. To the T, to the U, to the D, to the E, A to the T, to the T, to the U, to the D, to the E, A to the T, to the T, to the I, to the T, to the U, to the D, to the E, A to the T, to the T, to the U, to the D, to the E, A to the T, to the T, to the U,
It's about your attitude. Music taken from Willie Jolly's CD, Money Making Music and Motivation. You can get it on the website at williejolly.com or wjspeaks.com. You can download it for your iPod or you can get the whole package. And we've got a special right now that we will uh, throw in a, uh, some copies of the best of the best of these radio shows when you buy uh, our, our specials on the uh, book on tape and, and the money-making music. Just uh, send us an email after you've bought it, and we'll send you a uh, best of the best of one of these radio interviews. So go to williejolly.com. Also, I want you, uh, if you hadn't heard about my new PBS special called Turning Setbacks into Comebacks Across America, March the 1st, I want you to call everybody. I want you to call your, your PBS station in your area and just say, I want to see lots of this uh, show on our station. Call your local PBS station and request Willie Jolly's new um, PBS station, uh, PBS special. All right. Willie Jolly and friends are thankful for our friend and Willie Jolly and company. I mean, I'm Willie Jolly, but our company. And thankful for our friend Susie Pomerantz, who has been such a a great uh, friend and and, uh, executive expert and coach she's she's been tremendous with sharing ideas to help us grow our business and i wanted her to be able to help you grow your business she's the author of the book seal the deal let me tell you what ken blanchard who is co-author of the one minute manager says about this book seal the deal is a cogent coherent and comprehensive approach to business development you don't want to miss this book she's also the president and ceo of the Innovative Leadership International, and she helps leaders and organizations find clarity in chaos. And there's no greater chaotic time than right now. Lord have mercy. We got people, <laughs> we got chaos. It's, well, thank goodness there is some excitement about the, the inauguration of Barack Obama, but we still got chaos in terms of this economic downturn. So, uh, Susie, why don't you finish telling us these five steps? And I want to—I want you to tell some other things that I think will help our listeners. So, the first step was uh, this: two, uh, number step number one and number two. This too shall pass, no matter how bad bad things are. This is not permanent. And then focus on something that gives you joy, love, or happiness. Even small things that you focus on can have a big impact. Am I right? 
Yeah, and, and a, a follow-on to that is about gratitude, right? It's, ah. impossible, it's impossible to feel fear when we are steeped in and present to our grateful feelings. You know, it's, it's about whatever you can find to be grateful for. Are you grateful to be alive? Are you grateful that you're breathing? Are you grateful? Whatever you're grateful for, because focusing on our gratitude is going to increase our inner calm. And it's, it, it has us be in charge of our thoughts and take our intentional thoughts about thankfulness and what we're thankful about and control our, our mindsets that way. So whenever we find that we're in mindsets that feel like fear, um, one thing we can do is, like you said before, looking at something that gives us joy. And another way to access that is through gratitude. Through gratitude. Give us joy and gratitude. Okay, great. Yeah, and so, you know, one of my favorite gratitude points is when I wake up in the morning all stiff and sore, I'm grateful for every stiff kink in my body because it means I've got a body and I'm alive, right? Amen. Finding something good even in a, in a tough time. There's something to be grateful for every there day. It, is. it really is. And if, and if you think about it that way, that I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I'm still here. I'm grateful that I've got life. I'm grateful that I have breath. Even though my, my, I might have lost my home, I'm grateful that I, I'm at least still here to have an opportunity to turn it around. There are other homes. There are other opportunities. I can get another home. I'm grateful for the skills and abilities. I'm grateful for having a mind to think. I'm grateful for my health. Whatever it is you're grateful for, find, find something and focus I'm on it. Yeah. I'm All grateful right. for having someone or something to love. I'm grateful for someone or something loving me. You know, that's, that's another access point. All right. All yeah, right. So, the, so, so here's the biggest one. You ready for the biggest one? Yes. Nope. Generosity. Mm. Generosity. When times are tough, the first thing we do, the same thing as the first thing companies do and we do, we tighten our belts, right? Right. When times are tough, we tighten our belts. We hold on to everything. We are, we are not spending money. We are not giving stuff away. We, this is, we are holding it all in. We're hoarding, right, because of fear. So generosity is the mindset that turns that around. This is the time to purge. Donate, donate, donate. Give away everything that doesn't work for you anymore because someone is going to be worse off than you. There is someone who you can help. There's a friend you can help by giving your time. There's hungry people you can help by giving your food to. There's some favorite charity that you have that could use whatever you can give because now is the time. When everyone's in fear and everyone's holding on and everyone's hoarding, this is the time to be generous because generosity and giving feels good to you because you're contributing to other people. But what happens is it, you're, it's going to return to you a hundredfold, right? So when you're giving to other people, it's going to come back to you. And so the focus, the daily practice during these tough times is what can I do for someone else today? And then take that action. Whatever answer comes to you, act on that answer. Given it shall be given it to you. Pressed out, shaken together, overflowing. And I love that. I wrote a little note to myself. When you give, and you, even if it's giving time and energy, if you don't have resources, but give something, it, it, it expands your thinking so you're not of a lack mentality, but you're an abundance mentality. Exactly. There's more than enough in the universe. There's more than enough in the world. There's more than enough that God has given us gratefulness to and, and given us with our, our lives. There's more than enough for everybody. Now, now's the time to be grateful and thankful and generous. Oh, I love that, Susie. I love that. And it's about energy flow, too, right? Because if you're feeling like you can't be generous, you don't have enough with which to be generous, and you're holding on, then what happens to the energy that flows toward you? Is it going to want to get sucked in and held on to? No. Energy wants to keep moving. So when you're giving whatever you have to give, time, energy, thoughts, kind words, love, money, it doesn't have and food, anything, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever you have to give, if you're giving it, that's energy flowing out. And energy wants to keep moving. So if you're hoarding it in and holding it in, that's how we end up getting in trouble in our, um, in our 
our environment, our culture. I love it. I love it. What's next? Okay, so the next one is that money is energy, right? Mm-hmm. So energy wants to keep moving. We know that. Money is energy. If we think of money as a scarce commodity, then what's going to happen is all that hoarding we were talking about before, it's going to cause runs on the banks and all kinds of it, – it's like a giant dam that blocks the flow of water to a village, right? Right. And so if you think about money as energy, we want to keep it moving in whatever way we can. So we, do, we don't – there are times like these people say, well, you know what, I need to go buy whatever but I'm not going to because times are tough. Well, no, 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 that's not going to help. We've got to keep buying the things we need. We've got to keep doing whatever we can to keep money moving because it's life energy. We need to give money away to charities. We need to keep money flowing so that it can flow back to us. If we're the ones creating an energy block, we're going to cut off our own supply of that money coming in. That's so, exactly right. So during this time when we have these bailouts and money should be flowing because that's what the good economy is. It just flows. It flows from here to there. People are buying things. They're, they're supporting companies. They're, they're uh, uh, expanding and, and, and pursuing their goals and dreams and, and, and spending money with others who are spending money with others who are spending money with others. And it's, it's keeping the economy going. But when we get a hoarding, scared mentality, uh, we stop to think abundantly and we think in lack and it shuts everything down. Yeah, and that brings us to the fifth one. The last mindset to bust the blues around this economy is trust. Mm. Um, and, you know, trust can be faith if you're a religious, spiritual person, or if you're not, and it's just trust, right? Trust in, in an abundance mentality. The whole thing that makes an abundance mentality work is that it relies on some trust that everything will work out okay and that everything happens for a reason. There is some power larger than us that knows what it's doing. The universe works on all these dynamic laws that create and sustain prosperity for those who tap into it. So trusting that, I mean, think about, you go back to the Great Depression, Willie, and all these people who made their fortune during the Great Depression. I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. What did these people have that other people didn't have besides money, right? You know, they had trust that that it was going to work out. So anytime you feel, anytime you notice that you're feeling worry or anytime you notice you're feeling fear, those are indicators that there is trust missing. So, So the question to ask yourself is, what or whom do I need to trust in to be able to breathe easier and feel inner peace and move on, get energy flowing again? I love it. Those are all wonderful, and those are the kind of things we want people to think about because those are the kind of things that impact people's abundance. And I know it's a tough time, folks. I don't want you all to think we're talking just um, uh, kumbaya kind of stuff. This is what it's going to take. And, and, and Susie hit on something. I had one of my guests recently who I was talking to uh, after the show said, so realize this, Willie, and, and the Great Depression that there were uh, 25% of the populace was out of work. Now, that was a high unemployment rate. The people were in bread lines. But with 25% are out of work, that means 75% are still working. And that there were great millionaires made. What did they do? Well, they sold uh, idea books and, and they, they sold uh, success principles for a dime, 15 cent. A quarter, and many of them became millionaires because they found a need and they filled it. You know, one of the secrets to success is find a need and fill it. What are the needs that America is looking for, that the world is looking for? Find a need and fill it. Give. Look for ways to encourage and, and inspire. What are your skill sets? I want you to think about possibilities. We've got my friend Susie Pomerantz, the author of Seal the Deal, and the host of, I mean, the uh, president of Innovative Leadership. We've got more to come with her because I want her to help you 
to become bigger, better, and greater. You're listening to Willie Jolly on XM 169, The Power. The best is yet to come. I know it's tough. It's tough for everybody. But those who are going to win in this economy, the contenders and not the pretenders, are going to keep fighting. They're going to keep fighting for their dreams and goals. They're going to keep fighting for their homes, for, for their families. And, and, and if one thing doesn't work, you got to try something else. you got to keep trying and thinking through the process. That is why I wanted to have my friend Susie Pomerantz on, who is an executive coach. She's, she's a certified. Now, this, you know, this is not somebody who just decided to do it. Just one day and said, oh, I'm going to be a coach. She is certified one of the top executive coaches in the country. She's the author of the book, Seal the Deal. And she she is making it happen, not just here in uh, America, but I mean, people around the world talk about this Susie Pomerantz lady. She has a, a very, very popular blog. And you can go to her website. Let me give her a website. Uh, one web, she got a couple of them. One is called SealTheDealBook.com. SealTheDealBook.com. And the other one is called InnovativeLeader.com. InnovativeLeader.com. You can get more information on Susie Pomerantz, her books and products. In fact, Susie, you've got some things that uh, uh, a lot of people talk about that are very powerful that you uh, offer to people on the web. Tell us a little bit about it. You know what? I actually have a whole bunch of free stuff that your listeners might be interested in, and that's at my blog, which is suzypomerantz.com. So it's S-U-Z-I. S-U-Z. That's to make sure. S-U-Z, like zebra, I. Go ahead. How do you spell the last name? P-O-M, like Mary. E-R-A-N, like Nancy. T, like Tom. Z, like zebra. Pomerantz. So it's just one word, suzypomerantz.com. And up across the top, you'll see on the far right, there's a category called free stuff. And under there, you can take a look at the newsletter if that's something of interest to you. There's um, a whole bunch of articles, 20-some-odd articles that are for free just to download whenever you want. And then there's podcasts, too. There's about a dozen podcasts that are all you can download them onto your uh, iPod or whatever. They're MP3 files, so whatever kind of listening device you have, they'll work on that. And you can also just download them to your computer. But they're all podcasts from different interviews and um, telecourses that I've taught over the years uh, around business development concepts, so integrating networking, marketing, and sales. 
So those are the free things. And then also at um, both websites, both Innovative Leader and SusiePomerantz.com, you'll find a product called Rainmaking Made Easy, which is an audio product. It's four hours of audio training that you download onto your computer, onto your iPod, and it'll teach you everything you need to know about how to integrate networking, marketing, and sales, and more importantly, the mindsets behind how you integrate those for success in your business. And that's, uh, that's only $14.95. Wow, wow, wow. You can download it immediately. Yeah, yeah, wow. right away. You'll have it right away. And, the, um, you know, so it costs less than the book because the book retails at Barnes & Noble and at um, Amazon for 25 I think. Wow. Now, uh, I want people to go to that SusiePomerance.com and InnovativeLeader.com, SealTheDeal.com. I mean, you are a lady who's making it happen, and mm-hmm. I'm impressed. Now, you talk to all of these big-time, big big shot CEOs and executives who are, uh, are lawyers and, and accountants. I mean, all sorts of big, successful people. What do you tell these folks? I mean, they're successful, and they – what do you tell them? And, and you've been very uh, – successful in helping them get successful. What is it that you talk to them about? You know, it's a funny question, Willie, because I don't, it's not like I have a thing that I go in and talk to people about, but I can, it it comes out of them, right? So I'm listening as a coach and whatever their particular challenges or wherever they're getting in their way, my job is to help them identify that and get themselves out of the way. So I can tell you, I mean, I've been doing, my coaching business is 16 years old now. So in 16 years, there are some patterns that have emerged. And one of the things that I see quite a lot is um, that people want to work on confidence. So a lot of people tell me that what they've gotten out of uh, executive coaching engagement is, is increased confidence um, and the ability to take a leadership role in their career and increase their visibility inside their organization, get promotions. Sometimes it's on the, with the higher-level executives, it's more strategic. So they, they need a sounding board. And a lot of what my more senior executives, you know, at the C-level or VP level and above tell me is that, they really value having someone that they can talk to who's a trusted resource outside of the politics of their organization so that they have a safe and trusted place that they can use as a sounding board and share some ideas and strategize out loud because the rest of the time they're either dealing with people who are trying to sell them on a concept or they're trying to sell someone on a concept. You know, either they're trying to convince the board of something or they've got employees trying to sell them something. You know, so there's it, it's nice for them to have a place that's, a safe place to reflect outside of the politics of their organization because I got nothing at stake. You know, I don't need them to make a decision any one way or the other. I'm just there to help them get clear about what they want to do or what's best for their company. Uh huh. Now, we're looking at the beginning of a new year. People are trying to figure out how to make this a great year. What are the things you help people to do in terms of? getting going and setting goals and, 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 and working through to make those goals in reality? What are the steps? What are the, the processes that you share with folks? Well, most of the time they know where they want to go, right? Now, how about if they don't know? Now, that's, that's assumed that somebody is starting this new year. They, they ain't quite sure where they want to go. They got, okay. they got some issues. They got some problems. They need more money. They got children. They got this mortgage that they're concerned about. They, what, what do they need to do to get going? Just to, that's they, they start from a, from a zero point. And where do they start? What should they do? The first thing to do is to develop some clarity around what you want to accomplish. So what do you want to accomplish? Okay. What do you want to do? Who do you want to be? There's a couple of angles that go with it. So who do you want to be in the world is really a good place to go. Um, but, but beyond that, there's usually a, an action component, right? So what do you want to do? What, what Do you want to make a difference in the world? Do you want to make a lot of money? What do you want to do? 
Um, and so it's figuring out where your passion is and what your personal strengths are, and then leveraging those strengths and aligning with your passions and commitments, you know, what matters most to you in life. How do you find your passions? You ask yourself. Okay, what do you ask yourself? What am I passionate about? What, what do you like? What do you go, you know, so you ask yourself, look, what, do I, what, what, what floats my boat? If, I, uh, if, if money were not an object and, and I had plenty of money, what would I do every day? Is that kind of the question you ask yourself? Well, should we play? You want to play? Yeah, let's I'll play a little bit. Let's you. do Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so Willie, I know you are a very passionate guy, right? But if you if you hadn't thought, let's think of a new passion for you, right? Let's say there's a passion that you don't even know you have yet. Okay. Let's go find it, right? Yes. So, so what I would say to you is, I, what do you already know to be your passions? What matters to you the most? Well, I'm very, I'm just get excited about inspiring people. I just, I just want to inspire people. If if money were no object, and I had billion dollars. I just get up every day and, and find new ways to inspire people. And what keeps you inspired to do that? Ah, what keeps me? I'm grateful. I'm grateful for life. I'm grateful for friends. And I'm grateful for faith that, 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 that God has blessed me and I give him praise for all he has done through me and for me. And, 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 and I even give him praise for what he's going to do down the road that will help me to inspire people and do, do to help people to reach more of their goals and dreams. And so it, in inspiring people, if you were to create a new avenue for inspiring people, what would that look like for you? What, what are your biggest strengths? We know that you have a great radio voice. We know that you're a great speaker in person. We know that you have talents with singing and writing. But what would you say are your greatest strengths, the ones that feel the easiest to you? It doesn't even feel like it takes any effort. You know, I think that the easiest is encouraging people. Now, and all of that I do is an encouraging mindset. So whether it's through speaking or music or, or books or uh, radio, just to encourage people. To, someone said the gift of encouragement. And I think that's one of the things that is my, my greatest gift. The gift of encouragement. So your strength of encouragement and your desire to inspire people and how you get inspired is through your faith. Yes. So if we look at integrating all of those three things, faith, inspiring people and encouragement what what does that generate for you as a as an idea huh the idea is is uh, one of the ideas that I, I like to think about is now we've got radio and we've got new PBS special with television and we've got books and we've got the speaking and we've got the music. But, you know, this Internet, this Internet offers so many opportunities that I haven't figured out. So I need to learn more about this, this Internet and the Twitter and blogging and, and, and all of these things so that we can find new ways to reach more people around the world who might not be able to get XM Radio, who might not be able to see me on PBS, who might not be able to hear me on my daily radio show on WHUR in Washington and, and numerous other stations. Hey, yeah, that's a good idea, Susie. <laughs> I'm excited. I, I, I have to call y'all later. I see y'all later. I'm going to get started. <laughs> so see what you just did there, Willie? And that was just a little short example. But what you just did there was you took your passion and your inspiration and you found a new vehicle for it. So now you've got all this opportunity using social media and leveraging the Internet to encourage more people worldwide from the comfort of your own computer. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so, folks, want, 
Yeah. Folks, I want y'all to listen to this, what we just did. It was an exercise, but if you can do it for yourself, you'll be able to find your passion. I'm telling you, that was fabulous, and and this was not planned. Folks, I want y'all to stay tuned. I've got more with you, but I've got my friend Susie Pomerantz, and we've got a lot more to tell you. So stay tuned. You're listening to Willie Jolly on XM 169, The Power. The best is yet to come. I hope you dance. I hope you live life to the fullest. I hope you take a chance. I hope you give life a shot. I know it's a tough time, but you know what? Tough times don't last, but tough people do. I had a uh, uh, my friend who, who greets me, the uh, security gentleman who is here at the uh, uh, studios, who told me when I came in that he is going through some tough times with his housing. And I said, don't forget to keep trying and keep thinking creatively. Call your mortgage lender. Refocus the, the payments. Come up with some strategies. There's a way to make this happen. Keep fighting for your dreams. And I want to encourage you to go to my friend Susie Pomerantz's website. It's called SealTheDeal.com is one. No, SealTheDealBook.com. Oh, SealTheDealBooks.com. Book, book, not books, book. Right. And then SusiePomerantz.com. And then InnovativeLeadership.com. This lady is a make-it-happen technology person. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, in fact, I'm hiring some of your tech people because I can learn to get Twitter and all that stuff. I'm, I'm going to make it happen. So, Susie, uh, tell people how they can reach you because I want to make sure they know because you're one of the best at, at what you do in the world. How do they reach you? So, best way is by email, and that's Susie, S-U-Z-I, at InnovativeLeader.com, or by phone, 301-601-1525. Say it again. 301-601-1525 is the phone number, and the email is Susie, S-U-Z-I, at InnovativeLeader.com. Great. Now, Susie, in this last segment, we got a few minutes to talk about what it is that people can do to get started right now. You said find your passion. Find your passion. And we went through that exercise. What else can they do? Um, they can, if, don't, if they don't know, they can do informational interviews. And that is the best vehicle for networking that I've ever run across. And that you can do it if you're figuring out what's next in your career or even if you're trying to figure out how to navigate the landscape in your organization or how to get ahead in wherever you currently are employed or if you're in between jobs and trying to figure out what to do next. I did informational interviews when I left teaching. I was a school teacher my first career, and uh, 17 years ago, I was ready to leave teaching and hadn't yet started my coaching business, and I spent six months doing informational interviews, and I interviewed 150 people. In those All right, I'm going to ask, because I want to know what an informational interview is. So an informational interview, and you can find out a lot more about this on my blog site at suzypomerance.com. If you just put informational interview in the search field, you'll get all these articles that I've written about it. But informational interviews are where you are asking someone for 
basically a small nugget of mentoring, right? You're not asking them for business. You're not trying to sell them anything. You're not asking them for a job. You're just getting together with someone and saying, hey, can I pick your brain around about something because I value your opinion? And what happens is everybody wants to do, everybody wants to give. You know, they want to give you their time to you. They want to give you their expertise. And people love talking about themselves. I mean, if I were to come up to you, Willie, and say, hey, Willie, can I pick your brain a little bit about what it takes to be on the radio? What would you say to me? I'd say, of course you can. I'd be happy to tell you. Of course, I'd be happy to help, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it's a very easy, non-threatening vehicle because you're not asking for anything other than a few minutes of their time and for them to talk about themselves and share their expertise with you, and people love doing that. Right. So in my case, when I was leaving teaching, I didn't know what I could do with teaching in the corporate world, so I was asking questions like, what is it that you do? Tell me about your job. What do you like or not like about it? What could I do with the skill sets of a teacher and how does that translate or not into corporate America? What do you recommend I read, and who do you recommend I talk to? And those are the questions I asked everybody. And then, and then the secret is follow up, follow up, follow up. Because mm. I followed up every single person they told me I should talk to. I just started with three people I knew. By the end of the summer, I had 150 people that I had talked to because each person gave me someone else or several someone else's to talk to, and I would call them up and say, you know, Willie Jolly said I should pick your brain because I just picked his brain, and he said you'd be a good person to talk to, and. And, and that's how I met tons and tons of people. So that was my big lesson in networking. So that's what I would encourage anyone who's trying to figure out what's next for them or how to, you know, how to make anything happen in, this, in these crazy times we're living in. Informational interviews are great because all they cost you is your time. Right. right so first we got uh, find your passion, and we went through the process of, of, of asking yourself and having somebody talk through and you talk through what, what floats your boat and, and get a real excitement about. Then do some inter- informational interviews. What's next? Well, then you gotta you gotta put a plan together, right? Once you have some clarity about where you're going, you gotta figure out how to get there. And so, and that's hard for a lo- number of people, including moi, to put <laughs> plans together. Cause I fly by the seat of my pants most often. And so, what well, you know, how do you get a, a non-planning person to make a plan and set some goals? Well, it, the goals don't have to be formal. It can be a bullet list of goals, and the goals can change as you go forward and as you need to. So I think the resistance to setting goals that a lot of people have is because they feel like it's now a commitment and it's set in stone and they don't want to betray a commitment, right? Yeah. So it doesn't have to be. Your goals are your goals, and you can they can be fluid, as fluid as you need them to be. But it's important to put down in writing for yourself. This is not for anybody else. It's not to get a grade. You know, it's just for you. What is it that you want? Where do you want to go, and what's the best way to get there, given the information that you have on your plate today? So that you have some idea of where to go. I mean, if you get in the car and start driving in California from D.C., you know, if you don't have any idea of how you're going to get there, you could end up in Maine, right? Or you right. could end up in Mexico. And so it's a matter of figuring out, knowing, okay, I want to go to California. Let me figure out the best way to get there, given the information that I have right now. All right, well, if it looks like I'm just going to head straight across the country, fine. But what you might find is that the roads don't actually go the way you want to go. So right. then you have to change your your plan, right? That, so it's okay to have the skill of flying by the seat of your pants because that can serve you when life and circumstances don't match your plan. But you still have to have some sense of how you're going to get where you're going. You can't just get in the car. So, so have a plan, but be flexible. That's be what you're flexible. Okay. Yep. Yeah, be fluid with it. Absolutely. And, and be willing to change it as you need to change it as you move along. But it's important to figure out what's it going to take for me to get where I want to go. What do I have to, what strengths do I have to leverage? What do I have to give up? What limiting beliefs are in my way? Uh, what resources do I need to help me? How do I, what, what kind of a team do I need to build to support me in getting where I want to go? What do I need to have around me? 
Do you recommend, as a, an executive coach, do you recommend people take time out to think? Yes, but that that's very hard. For a lot of the executives I work with, they don't have time to think. They barely have time to sleep or eat, let alone think. So what they a lot what a lot of them value about working with an executive coach is that it gives them time to think because they have to, you know they think out loud with the coach essentially so it's a scheduled structured time usually that their organization is paying for where they have time to think things through mm, that, and so that, a lot of yeah a lot of coaches end up being thought partners in that way i think that's powerful because as a busy person as myself sometimes i don't i, I don't have time to think i get up i'm i'm doing radio i'm doing television and i'm doing the music i've got the books i'm writing books every day. I'm working on new books. I'm speaking uh, about 100 times a year for major corporations and trade associations and network marketing groups and, and churches and conventions and all of the above. And, and I've got all these things. Plus, I'm trying to run the company and I've got staff people who are bringing in new stuff all the time. And, and so taking time out to think uh, getting time, I usually do it now in the gym when I'm by myself, and I, I try and keep something in the gym in my uh, fanny pack that I can take a note on. Cause I get an idea, I say, "Oh, that's good. I should." That's a, and I and I don't do it otherwise. Or even in the shower, I get great ideas in the shower. So yeah, and not to mention balancing. You know, you've got your beautiful wife, your kids. You got you know, it's not just all work stuff you're balancing. You yes. got life too. Yeah, you yep. got life. You got to deal with life as well as business. <laughs> And, and really, when all is said and done, I love this quote someone said, you're juggling a lot of balls, and the balls are up in the air, but the, of the balls that you're juggling, only one of those balls is glass. The rest are rubber. And the glass ball is your family, and you cannot afford to drop the glass ball. Oh, I like that. Isn't that a good one? That's a good the other one. ones will bounce. They'll bounce or they'll roll around and you can pick them up later. But they drop that glass ball and let it shatter. And I've seen so many people who have who have uh, who've given up their families at the altar of success. Mm-hmm. Mm, they sacrifice, sacrifice your family at the altar of success. And I, I, I have chosen not to do that. And that's why I'm grateful for my wife and, and time with my children. And a couple of years ago, I was asked to be on a, a board of a national organization. And I, uh, I can't. I was going to be the president, in fact, of a national organization. I, and I resigned because I needed more time with my family. So, so yeah. now, Susan, we got a minute. I want you to f- close out with some thoughts and, and so forth for our listeners that they can use to get started. And again, tell them how to reach you. Okay, so one offer and one thought is, yes. how I'll, is how I'll wrap it up. So the offer is this. If you go and buy, after listening to this show, if you go onto my website, suzypomerantz.com, and go under Rainmaking Made Easy, it's right across the top, if you buy that audio product for $14.95 and then send me an email, I will send you a free report called Networking Nuggets just for buying that today off of the Willie Jolly Show. So um, the way to email me is suzy, S-U-Z-I, at InnovativeLeader.com. And the final thought I want to leave you with is a, a quote from my mentor who is no longer living. His name was Dan Luzak, and he said, and this is a guy who just said brilliant things, you know, just they just rolled out of his mouth. He wasn't yeah. even trying to be brilliant. Yes. He said, he said, life sure does throw us curveballs. And he paused, and then he said, or maybe life is curveballs we keep expecting to be straight. Mm. Mm. So I'll leave you with that final thought. 
<laughs> I think he's. I think he. I think he's right that we we life is not gonna throw us straight balls, but they curve, and that's how life is. So we got to learn to hit curve balls. Wow! I thank you, Susie Pomerantz, for being my special guest this hour. And the folks, remember SusiePomerantz.com, InnovativeLeader.com, and SealTheDealBook.com. You're listening to Willie Jolly. Go to my website, WillieJolly.com. Sign on, and I'm also gonna be sending you some updated free stuff to get you motivated. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for GW on the Hill. Thank you for all you've done and all you've been and all you're going to be. I know without a question of a doubt that the best is yet to come. All that you can do Well, just look at any mirror and you'll see who is really truly stopping you. My, my.